I can't think of anything I'd love to do more on my day off than go jelly fishing with my two best friends, SpongeBob and Patrick. What's poppin'? Bang, 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 bang. My name is Andrew White. I am alongside the Jelly Fam, Justin Ellis, the slickest of slats, K Slats, Kevin Slattery, and the Marshman, Andrew Marshall, recording live September 28th, 9.24 p.m. It's QU Hot Takes. Let's get after it. Andrew Marshall was at the gym prior to the show. He tried to plan on getting home on time, and now he's on at Stop and Shop. So, Marshman, how about you read us the list? I, I heard you have some eggs as well as a few other things. I think butter was on there. What, what do we got today? All right. So we got to bang through the shopping list. Uh, we got two taco kits, ground chicken, head of iceberg lettuce, three avocados, three tomatoes, can of black olives, two heads of cauliflower, <laughs> stick of butter, garlic clove, two onions, white or sweet onion, bag of spinach, one box of pasta, twirly or bows, rotisserie chicken, bags of mozzarella, um, small bag of white flour, chicken breast, not tenderloins, fresh basil, uh, mozzarella ball, balsamic glaze, three russet potatoes, don't know what those are, two zucchini, Lily's chocolate chips, eggs, and milk, which is needed for mac and cheese. Holy crap, this kid, right before Stop and Shop, I imagine closes, is basically buying the whole store uh, and, and still on the show. Much respect, Marsh. Um, <laughs> Justin... Uh, how are you today? Your haircut growing in just fine for you. Yeah, just fine. I mean, that's how my name starts. So that's how, it sh- how I should be just fine. And that's how I am doing right now today. Just fine. You need me to beat anybody up or what? Uh, no, I don't think you have to beat anybody up. I'm just Jay chilling. You know how it be. That's good. Cause when I walk into places, most people are afraid. So I, I don't want to have to put fear into other people's eyes, you know? They're afraid, it- afraid, afraid of you or looking like you. No, no, no. Okay, we don't need that. Uh, of me, given Ooh. my size, my girth, my... Kevin, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm imagining Andrew White cosplaying as Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, just let's, like let's, let's, talking let's... in the mirror. Like, ah. just, what am I, a clown? Do I amuse you? Like, just I'm imagining Andrew White doing that routine. Um, Minus the killing. I, I wouldn't put it past you. All right. Let's, let's Let, keep going. Let's How are you, mind, this guy said, you, he's like, you're the last guy that crossed me? Yeah, they were in the hospital. All right. You know all the right. last guy that crossed me? Oh, they're in the graveyard now. <laughs> that was Andrew's motto for years. <laughs> I, I said that to my boss actually a week ago. Yeah, I know. And uh, and he looked at me. He's like, oh, what were they dragging your ass there? I'm like, all right. <laughs> walked, into, walked into that one. Anyway, Kevin, how are you? Uh, doing pretty well, man. Uh, pretty low key stuff. Talked to my brothers last night. They're away at college. I haven't had too many opportunities to talk to them because, you know, they're frolicking about in the freedom of college. So everything else is going pretty well. Uh, my aunt's going back to Pittsburgh. So I saw her a couple of times. So that was pretty nice, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it's Jay Quala, man. You know, the job is the job. So it's, there you it's, go. Uh, you know, managing those books. There you go. Okay. Prior to getting into the NBA, college football, the NFL, as we always do in our hour-long show. Just want to give the breaking news to anybody who's listening, even though this will be late by the time you're actually listening. Aaron Judge has hit number 61. Uh, Ironically, after eight games in a row in the Bronx, decided to do it in Toronto. So he is in a full-blown another country. But Aaron Judge, congratulations. Number 61, tying the AL record. 
And if you don't believe in steroids or hate steroids, maybe tying the record ever. Anyway, the NBA, let us begin. There are free agents, and we just want to ask if any of them have anything left in the tank. Are any of them good or worthy for any team? The following players, Jeremy Lamb, Hassan Whiteside, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Eric Bledsoe, and Ben McLemore. Who do we think? Anybody relevant whatsoever? I will begin. The only one is LaMarcus Aldridge, and I think even that, you're asking for 20 minutes max. Can you grab five to six to eight boards, and can you get 12 to 14 points? I think that's what you're hoping for from LaMarcus, if you're lucky with the 14 points. Outside of that, man, I mean, Blake Griffin, that whole team's an injury. I don't even know. Injury shop. Bledsoe, I used to think was good. I mean, he's good as a backup. A lot of these guys are backups, man. And I know that gets you places in the NBA, but there's no Jordan Poole backup here, I'll tell you that. Kevin. Yeah, for me, it's mostly LaMarcus Aldridge, too. White. Aldridge, at this point, he can still get buckets in the NBA at, like, 37. He has a great mid-range game that just won't go away with time. The key, though, is can LaMarcus Aldridge play satisfactory defense where he can slow down people, not be a stopper, but slow people down. I think he's good on a lot of teams. If he's like kind of a stretch five to some degree, like a stretch mid-range-ish five who can occasionally guard people. But, you know, if you're going to expect him to switch on the guards, like that's troublesome. Like if he's playing more than 20 minutes a night for your team, honestly, probably 15's like – the low end, that's probably the optimal amount you're going to get from Marcus Aldridge. If he got between like 10 points to like six rebounds when he was out there, I think that's a positive. But yeah, the other guys, it's debatable if any of those guys could be really consistent on high-end teams. Like they could get minutes on like Sacramento or some of those teams. I mean, Sacramento, I still have no idea what they're doing as like a organization, but you know, Outside of them, outside of some bad teams, not really. Not for other guys, even Eric Bledsoe. Joey? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty in on LaMarcus Aldridge as well as my uh, go-to. Um, dude, a great player. Honestly, outside of the age and minute limitations, he'd probably be a starter on many teams in this league um, just based off of the pure offense he puts out. Oh, yes. um, but, you know, outside of that, I mean, I'll throw honorable mentions. I think Hassan Whiteside could still be a starter somewhere. I think the dude just has good height and length that really could help some team in rebounds. You know, I know the Sixers added a center recently, but you know, a team that has a really quality center, maybe some somebody like the Nuggets, even bringing mm-hmm. in a backup center like uh, Hassan Whiteside just to kind of have those rebound minutes in there and do the job that you expect from an average center could make a lot of sense. Um, I like Bledsoe and Lamb too, a tiny bit. Bledsoe more so than Lamb. Um, I think Bledsoe could still have some big output games. I think he wins you a couple games in a season, honestly. Um, Lamb probably doesn't have that kind of upside, but Lamb has the kind of value where he's not going to lose you games. And I feel like there's a lot of players out there that can lose you games um, with bench minutes. And Lamb's just a guy you can rely on to go in and, you know, not do anything crazy, but not be a guy who gives up the ball five times in 10 minutes. Marshall. So I think Aldridge is one, like we've all kind of mentioned, um, really trust his kind of like mind 
And I think he still has the offensive game and just kind of like the overall smarts to kind of keep contributing. The one other guy I will entertain on this list is Blake Griffin. And it's really contingent upon him almost having like this, like it's, it's really the injuries with him. Um, if he can get to like a respectable level of health, I think we saw towards the end of his time with the Pistons, the type of game, but to a lesser extent that he can have where he's working outside a little more than he was early in his career. You know, that mid, that mid range has developed a little and the three is like semi respectable. Now it's not amazing, but I think really like some of his like high post, like mid range stuff again, he doesn't have that much length. He's a player who was great because of his explosiveness. Normally those guys kind of like fall through the cracks, but I think we saw enough to where if he kind of gets his body right, he's the one other guy on the list that I'm, that I'm looking at. College football. Before I do our, a few other things, college football related. We're, we're in the thick of it. Week four is over. We got some teams solidified, some teams that, a little bit of fakers out there. Kentucky and Tennessee. These two teams, both currently undefeated, 7th ranked and 8th ranked, respectively, Kentucky with Tennessee on the ladder. Do either of these teams have a chance of winning the SEC this year? What is your answer? I will begin. I'll be honest with you. I think Tennessee absolutely does. They absolutely do. Granted, Tennessee has one of the hardest schedules around. They uh, play several good teams, including Alabama this year. Uh, They've already beaten Florida. And they have more top 10 matchups moving forward. But man, this kid, Hendon Hooker, is actually unreal. Their QB, their offense is super explosive. They dropped 38 against Florida and another SEC defense. They're looking explosive. Really, really, really good. Uh, 22 for 28, 349 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for 112 yards and a touchdown. This kid's no joke. Tennessee's no joke. And I can definitely see them uh, actually being a thorn in the side of Georgia leading up to uh, the SEC championship. And frankly, Alabama hasn't quite proven much to me yet. So uh, it's looking like some NIL deals may have gotten to some of their players as of now. I'm sure Saban will get that out of them. Okay. Uh, we'll go with uh, Justin next. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of on the opposite end of you. I think Kentucky is the team that I would pick out of the, if I was you know going to choose one, but I also think Kentucky has a pretty good schedule as a whole. I mean, I, I think Tennessee against Alabama is a tough one, but it is in Tennessee, so I could see that going either way. The Tennessee traveling to UGA, yeah, yeah. I don't love that. Um, sure. Kentucky, though, you know, they beat Ole Miss this weekend. I mean, that's huge. They go to Tennessee in a couple weeks. If they win that, that's huge. And, and those are teams that I would say are close to their level, so they're winnable games. But then they get UGA coming to them, which I think could be very interesting to watch, especially if Kentucky does have the momentum being Tennessee and Ole Miss. Um, and after that, it's a pretty easy rest of the way. I mean, Kentucky has in my opinion, a more clear path at this point. Do I think either of them are going to do it? No. Um, But I do like Kentucky's path, honestly, to success. Kevin? I agree more with Justin. I do think Kentucky has an easier path, but I don't see either of them 
I see both of them being competitive. I don't see either of them winning it, though, because I just think Georgia is that dominant defensively. Um, but I think the biggest thing for Georgia is you have a tight end who I think potentially could be like a top three tight end in the NFL if he comes out. Like Brock Bowers, like he is so damn good at football. Like he, like he's like there. There have been times where he's taken seam routes. I've when I've watched Georgia and he just takes it forty five yards to the house. You know he doesn't get bullied off the line of scrimmage. He runs faster than a lot of your wideouts. Like Brock Bowers, man, it, like it, it, he in a year or two could put up like a Heisman type year at tight end. And honestly, dude, like if he gets in the league, I think he could be like a top four tight end, especially with like the way the tight ends are kind of aging out maybe with Kelsey and some of these other guys in the NFL, like the kid's really nasty. And he's, he's, I think he's probably by far your best receiver. Um, so like if I'm looking at like Kentucky or Tennessee, like you're even Bama, you know, you have Anderson, but it's like, I don't like, do you have anybody who can actually like D up Brock Bowers and, and you have Bennett playing consistent. Like Bennett is to the point now where I think he's a little bit above game managing. Like Bennett is actually playing well and he's throwing people open in games. Like he's not just chucking the ball up and hoping his receivers make a play like he did last year. So I think if you're Georgia, your team's actually better this year. Like the synergy is better and Bowers, I think is arguably maybe your most talented receiver. Maybe you've had in the Kirby smart era. Like he's that good. And Marshall. So I always like to say yes, but I'm going to say no for this. Um, the reason is, so with Kentucky, they have the all-world traits quarterback in Levis. The problem is that archetype doesn't really beat Saban. Um, you know, usually Saban's defense is so layered and complex that in order to beat it, that you need to have an element of chaos in you. And, and he's an athlete and he's an extender and all that stuff. But the guy, like the, the only true like pocket guy that's like really beaten Saban recently has been like Burrow. And the way that he beat him wasn't like a saving laps or in coverage or anything. It was Jamar Chase mossing, you know, the outside guy and his, his fucking, you know, defense because that breaks the defense. So in a way that they won because they were able to, you know, to break chaos, break structure. I don't really see that with either of these teams. I think they're very good. Um, but I, I just think, it, I just think that the, the, talent is just so stacked on Georgia and Kentucky would be interesting for me, but I just don't see them beating Bama specifically. Um, but like, it, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to beat like these two teams, like with, with Bama, there's blood in the water, like, especially offensively, they're not what they were in previous years, just talent wise. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to actually beating them, that defensive side, like you still have to go up against Saban. And, you know, Georgia has an element of that, too, with, you know, Jalen Carter, you know, like just a bunch of the players that they now have. It's I I, I really don't even think there's a chance. Uh, Kev, who are your college football playoff picks right now based off what you've seen? Speaking of that question's coming up, so we'll do it right now. Oh, my God. Uh, Like that. (laughs) Um. 
We'll do the other question first, and then we'll do that one. Um, not so non top ten teams. Who do we think could potentially uh, land in there? And then we'll do our updated teams. I will give two teams, both of which I don't actually think will occur. But if there was a percentage, I would give it to them. Fifteenth ranked Washington, who is currently four and zero. Only reason being their schedule is a cakewalk outside of Oregon. Uh, so if they beat Oregon and then win the Pac-12, I don't know, an undefeated Washington winning the Pac-12, maybe. They don't have to play Utah uh, until the end. Um, so I'd give it to maybe Washington. And then the only other one is Arkansas if they win out and then Alabama has to lose a game so they're not actually in the SEC championship. So I don't know. Some things would have to unfold for Arkansas. It was a tough loss against Texas A&M, but man, they look good. Uh, they almost had them. They almost had that away game and they really needed it, but I could see them winning every home game this year. I mean, uh, every regular season game this year. The problem is if Alabama doesn't lose. They don't really have a spot in that championship game. So um, yeah, that's my take. Uh, Justin. I think Oregon's been disrespected by ranking week after week. I mean, I understand the UGA blowout is tough, but UGA is just going to blow out unprepared teams. And this was week one. So every team's kind of unprepared going into it. There's going to be a lot of blowouts and inconsistencies in week one of a season. Um, but being ranked 13th, I, I think it's outrageous. I mean, they beat a, a, a pretty good BYU team. Um, they beat a Washington State team in a close game last week. But honestly, Washington State should probably be ranked too. I mean, I have Washington State, State ranked above Washington right now in my books. I think that team's that good too. Um, but I mean, overall, I have Oregon in my ranks at fifth. I think losing to a top-ranked team like UGA should not have you placed in the double digits. Um, I mean, everyone knows UGA is a top-four team, so losing to them shouldn't automatically knock you out of the top ten. Um, and Oregon's going to have plenty of chances to prove it. Um, they got Utah, date with Utah still, and they have a date with Washington, like you mentioned, Whitey. I mean, they have the opportunities to win more ranked games than they thought they That's were going to have a chance to win at the beginning of the season. Um, so well, to, to, have... to your point, I mean, if they don't, if their only loss is the Georgia Bulldogs and they beat ranked teams and win the Pac-12, I mean, you're right. They're probably going to be in the playoffs. So I, I, I can defend that for sure. Yeah, I, it mainly comes down to the argument of if which loss is worse, Oregon losing the UGA in a blowout or if Mich let's just say Michigan loses in a blowout to Ohio State it, it comes down to which one of those they consider worse in my opinion um, and I don't know what the clear answer is I would say I would say I'd be shocked if Michigan lost as badly as Oregon did which could be the difference maker at the end of the day Kevin okay so I'm 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 really playing with semantics here like Number 11, Penn State. Huh. I'm going to say, like... No, no that uh, counts. That counts. See, like, I'm right on the line. Um, no, like, the reason why is... I mean, Michigan State has already lost a couple games. Like, they're not ranked now. But the key for Penn State is they have to win their matchups against Michigan and Ohio State. That being said, I think it's more plausible than people would give it credit to only because Michigan in years past, like... I know they established themselves last year, like obviously like getting to the playoff with Harbaugh, but there were a lot of years where Harbaugh had like bad losses against, you know, Michigan state at home or Michigan state on the road or 
you know, some interconference play, like loses to Maryland, whatever. Like, again, it, it's in the realm of possibility that Michigan could lay a stinker at some point. And the tough part is obviously like if you're beat, you're going to play Ohio state, Ohio state has been putting up like 45, 37, 28, 31. Like, so they're routinely scoring a lot of points. If you're a Penn state, you have to somehow make it a ground and pound game. I think even then though, it's, it's a problem with their D line, but at the same time, like I respect Ohio state's offense and it is very good. But, like, I don't know if I necessarily love the offense. Like, there are times even, I think, like, watching the Notre Dame game where, like, the offense felt stagnant more than it should have been, it felt at times. Like, it feels like sometimes if Jackson Smith Ninjiba is out of the game, like, it, it feels like sometimes there's, like, struggles with, like, okay, who's our number one guy? Like, are our receivers reading zone properly? Like, do they know it's a one-on-one matchup? Like, there's some times where I feel like the, the receivers are talented, but they're not seasoned like they have been in years past with just knowing reps. And, you know, I wonder if that could affect Ohio state if they were to play like a gritty team, like Penn state. So I, I, I don't think they're going to get into the playoff and I'm kind of cheating, having them at 11 there trying to fit them in. But I think Penn state is a possibility along with like, I don't know, maybe, like some of the other schools you guys mentioned, like Washington. I mean, to your credit on Penn State, their schedule appeals to being an upset pick because, Hmm. one, they get a bye week before they head to Michigan. So Michigan has to go to Indiana and then come home and play Penn State afterwards. And Indiana, another team that Michigan will probably handle pretty fairly, but is very gritty year after year, very physical team. It's probably going to wear Michigan a tiny bit and Penn state's going to come in super fresh because they literally pay play Northwestern into bye week into Michigan. Um, so they come in fresh yeah. and then Penn state gets to play at home against Ohio state. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's not extremely viable, but there is a road that would make sense to someone who is looking to bet on outside dog. Uh, Marshall. Sorry. Um, my top four teams are all based on roster talent. So Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. We're, we're not there yet. We're asking somebody outside the top 10 that you like. Oh, oh, well, I didn't go for the top four. Someone outside the top 10, uh, not USC. I'll give you that. Well, they're in the top 10. I think you got that. One. I know they're in the top 10. Uh, A&M. I'll go A&M. All right. Now let's get to the next one and then we'll get, we'll go right to Marsh right after, right after I start this. So our updated college football playoffs, top four teams after week four, who do we like? Who do we not like? Whitey's going to be bold. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to say it after Nick Saban's quote unquote rebuilding year, they will not be in the playoffs. And the reason being they will lose to Tennessee I'm not. I'm not going to say like Alabama's going to lose three, four games. Okay, it's not going to be like the most irrational comment. Love it. Uh, Alabama will lose to Tennessee at Tennessee. It will be their only loss, and then they will arrive in the SEC championship game. Whether that is against Tennessee or Georgia, 
Frankly, I don't really know the answer to that yet. But they will lose. If it's Georgia, they'll lose to Georgia. If it's Tennessee, I suppose they'll be Tennessee and they'll be in. But we're just going to say it's Georgia, they lose. So it's going to be Georgia in the playoffs, Michigan in the playoffs, not Ohio State. J.J. McCarthy's unreal. Clemson, even though they will lose first round by 20 to 30 points, but they'll find a way to win the ACC and be in. And USC will go undefeated, also winning the Pac-12. Those will be my four. Justin, go for it. First off, I hope NC State goes and beats Clemson this weekend. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. That would be so nice. Um, but no, I'm going pretty boring here. Um, it's not by the books, but it's the same four teams. I, I think Alabama is going to be number one. Um, you know, honestly, Saban figures out a way to win tough games, and he's going to really get these guys back on track, I think, because, I mean, he's just a good coach. That's just what good coaches do. Um, Ohio State at number two, another team I expect to just go undefeated through the season. Um, I have UGA at number three. Um, honestly, a tiny bit. They've proven themselves enough, but like compared to Ohio State, honestly, I think Ohio State's proven themselves way more than UGA has. Um, I just think Ohio State's played tougher opponents, and they've blown out opponents. I mean, Ohio State and UGA have both blown out opponents, but I'm more impressed with Ohio State's blowouts right now. Um, so UGA is my number three. And number four, I do have Michigan eking in over Oregon based off of having probably a much closer game to Ohio State than Oregon did to UGA. Kev? Ooh, so I'm going to go Georgia, uh, partly defending champs bias, but then also I, I really like their team setup. I agree, though, with Justin to a degree. Like, the schedule hasn't been overly impressive. I don't think they've gone to the heart of the SEC yet, but I still have to put them at one, in my opinion. Um, two, I'm going to go Michigan. Like, I, like, J.J. McCarthy's playing really well, and I kind of – there's part of parts of Michigan that I like. Like, I really love their run game. I think their defense is really physical. Like, I, I'm going to put them ahead of Ohio State for now. Um, I'm going to put Ohio State three. I'm going to put Bama four because the reason why I'm putting Bama at four is mainly because of Bryce Young. I, I think Bryce Young is the best QB in the country and it might not be close. Like what he did at Texas in terms of leading them up the field like that, like, yes, it was devastating. And you got to laugh at Texas again for blowing another, you know, blowing another primetime game, but he basically willed that team to victory. Like, scrambling perfectly darts like so i i think if i think bama gets in mostly because of the arm talent of bryce young i think bryce bryce young i'm gonna say goes back back heisman i'm gonna say right here back back heisman bryce young giant sweepstakes uh marshall you're back to back heisman uh i don't know the answer to that question let's see go ahead and keep going i'll look uh, Marshall, uh, you'll look. Okay. All right, Marshall. Uh, first of all, tell us how far along you are on your list. And now you can give your actual answer to this question. Um, about halfway done. Start close with nine minutes. So <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but they're like 10 minute warning. Um, so my answer, I hate being chalky. Well, there's one not chalky pick. Um, Bama. I do think Bama is like a lot worse than most of their previous years, but I do just trust Bryce so much. Um, 
So I have Georgia at one, Bama at two. Um, you know, actually, we'll go we'll go Ohio State. Now we're still going Bama at two. I hate doing that. Okay, so we got Georgia at one, Bama at two, Ohio State at three, and then I'm putting Oregon at four. And the reason is I don't think I think Mario Cristobal held that team back recently, and I just believe that yes, they got the steamrolled, but they do have roster talent, and so again, the fourth spot in all of this, like. You can go a lot of different ways. I think Cincinnati last year was a really nice, like, four seed in terms of, like, hey, they played really competitively with Bama, you know, for a lot of it and had some, like, pieces that actually gave them problems. It's so hard to find a fourth team. So that's going to probably change over the year. But I believe they have the roster talent overall to stay in that fourth spot. And I just don't like USC. The NFL now. And we will continue until we get to our college football picks. And then we'll swap back to the NFL. Eagles and Dolphins only yeah, underrated. Henry's, Henry's. Oh, 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 just kidding. Just kidding. Jelly. Oh, you got to so, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So the answer to the question is Ohio State running back Archie Griffin in the 1970s oh, yeah. is the only player to ever win two Heisman, um, in which he had 1973 and 1974. He had over 1,500 rushing yards, averaging six and a half yards per carry. Um, seven touchdowns one season, 12 touchdowns the next. I mean, it doesn't seem crazy compared to uh, some of the running backs we see nowadays, but pretty dominant for back in the 70s. That is. That is. Do you think you would have been able to handle it yourself if you were out there? In the 70s? Yeah. I would be in a wheelchair right now. Okay. Well, we don't want that. So the NFL, Eagles, Dolphins, only two teams that are currently undefeated. Ironically, Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts are starting quarterbacks on that team. Where have we seen them before? Alabama. So congratulations to Nick Saban. Uh, one thing I will add, though, Tua, totally out of concussion. Not sure what the hell that was out there, uh, sending him back out there. I'm sure Marshall has a take on that. But before we continue, um, Eagles or Dolphins, who will be the last undefeated team? And I'm going to start it. I think the Eagles are unfortunately going to find a way to lose to the Jags this week. And they will be done. However, I think the Eagles will end the season with a better record than the Dolphins. But I don't think the Dolphins will uh, lose this week. Uh, we'll go with Justin next. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first off, I want to say, how about them Jaguars? Oh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm feeling pretty good about that uh, AFC South winner um, right now. Um, talking about the Jags for so many months, I finally feel like I've been understood. Um, but I am taking the Eagles this weekend over them. I cannot say the same about the Dolphins on Thursday night football. That is a trap game. Joe Mixon, I don't even know how well he has done on Thursday night football in the past, but he seems like a Thursday night football type of running back. Um, so the... Bengals in the all-white uniforms with the white helmet this True, week true. Those are sick. Are going to be taking home the win mm. over the Dolphins. The Eagles, meanwhile, will not lose, and here's, here's a hot take, till week 15 when they go to New York Holy and lose sh- to the Giants in the Meadowlands. Are you – Oh, my. They're going to go 14-0? and 0? Is that what you're saying? Fun fact. And then they're going to lose to the Giants. That's yes. that's what we're picking. Would you like to hear a fun fact? Please. 
the Eagles are actually favored in every game for the rest of the regular season. Well, I believe that. But I mean, how, what does that what does that mean? I mean, uh, Olivia proved last week on our show that means nothing. So, well, no. But what I'm just saying is, it's crazy to believe there's a team out there that's actually favored in every single game. Like the Bills aren't even favored in every single game. That yeah. team's explosive. Yeah. Um, it, it actually really just says how easy the NFC East uh, schedules as a whole are. I mean, the NFC East schedules are ranked like 26 to 30 for the easiest schedules. Um, so they're in some of the easiest spots in the league, and this kind of shows that. But, yeah, I, I truly believe the Eagles could go on a run, go 13-0, and and then lose to the Giants on in New York. I 100% believe that. I think they'll lose two games this season, one in New York and one in Dallas. I think those are the two games they lose. Word, word. All right, and Kevin. Yeah, I'm looking at Philly. I think they're the better team than the Dolphins personally at this point, and – I mean, I could see Philly, honestly, like if they get past the Jags, which I think are their nearest toughest matchup, I could see them getting through the Cardinals, the Cowboys, Pittsburgh, Texans. They, they, they really beat down the commanders in their last matchup. Like I could see them if they, even if they lost to Jacksonville, I could see them winning all their next games until they get to week 12, maybe against green Bay. Like a lot of the teams that they're going to be playing in the middle of the season are not you know, teams that you would say are like high quality teams or teams that are going to be like in contention for a Super Bowl. Like the, the Eagles, man, look like a Super Bowl team as of right now. Like, you know, Brandon Graham said, like, I think the other day, like, this is the best Eagles defense that I, I've been on since like I joined the league. And they like, they abused Washington's O line and Carson Wentz just had no time to throw in that. Washington game like I was interested in that game that was one of the few games I was interested in and it just was not a competition like by the end of the first quarter it was not a competition so I think the Eagles are more talented and I trust them more going forward like I could see Miami losing to the Jets personally it wouldn't surprise me yeah and Marshall had a game that got egg on all of our faces uh all of us chose Washington even Liv um (laughs) yeah I'll go talking And we all got that one uh, really wrong. Wasn't oh, even yes. a contested event. Um, crazy. Well, if you are a spirit, uh, <laughs> Marshall, it sounds like they're telling you to get the hell out of there. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty see. much. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, so, hey, give, give the answer while you're checking it out. I'm curious. Okay. So, I think that um, – I think the Eagles will be the last one to lose. I actually – See, that's hard. I, I do think the Miami game, I agree, it's a trap game. Since he probably wins that one, uh, they're favored, and that's probably one where, you know, since he probably wins and covers, if you have to look at that one, it's just a weird, weird game. Um, also, I think that, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I think that Tua, after, like, just watching what I've seen from Tua so far, he looks like Bama Tua. Like, truthfully, it's the first time in the NFL that he truly looks like Bama Tua, no hesitation, anticipating, like, you know, route breaks and all that type of stuff. Um, Waddle and Hill have – not only is he better within the context of, oh, he has better players, they literally got him better into who he, like, should be. So I think the difference with Tua, like, his success this year will be dependent on – 
is he throwing to guys on the run or with their backs to the defense? So, yeah, that's what I'll put right now. I actually got to finish. Yeah, it. Yeah, hey, hey, scan your uh, your Stop and Shop card. Get some discounts. I just <laughs> sorry, not sorry. A, not a not a sponsored show, by the way. Right, right. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, moving forward, Eagles again. Um, Eagles are now the NFC favorites to win the whole damn conference. Does that make sense? We're going to quick rapid fire this to keep moving on. Yes or no? And if you have a comment, you have a comment. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do, actually. And it's because their defense has improved greatly in the past couple of years, and I'm here for it. Jalen Hurts all over it, too. And Devonta Smith looking like the Heisman kid. Pretty cool. Justin, let's go. Bias take. What do you got? Is it is it deserved or not? The Bucks look really good without most of their wide receivers. Um, so I still think the Bucks should be the favorite. Kevin? Uh, the Eagles should be. I, th- I think the Bucks have looked really questionable, in my opinion, without their wideouts. And, like, I, I, for, for me, yes, the defense is there. But at the same time, like, I'm used to a Brady offense just being much more crisp. And I think Jalen Hurts right now, like, is just playing so well. And he's looking like a franchise QB running the ball. So I like the Eagles. They're more complete. And uh, Marshall, if you haven't been forcibly removed from the grocery store, what's your answer? Oh, I'm pretty close. Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) You got to leave that in. (laughs) You get the self-checkout? Getting called out. (laughs) Yeah, the self-checkout. Sorry, I'm going with Tampa, and I think Green Bay is going to eventually be my one seed, even though they don't look like it right now. Fair. All right, cool. So while Marshall gets escorted out by all of the robots and self-checkout uh, women's voices, we will move onward. Uh, Justin, do you have something to say? No, no, no. Okay. All, right. all right, all right. You're making me nervous. Okay. Texans or Raiders, who will be the last winless team? So we just did a team that's going to lose first. Now who's going to win first? I mean, it's got to be the Raiders, I hope, right? It's got to be something. I'm going to give it to the Raiders right now. Uh, hopefully not regretfully. Kevin. I'm going to say the Raiders too. I, I think they're more talent, but the Raiders kind of remind me of like a flag football team a little bit in some respect. <laughs> Just Yeah. The Raiders should win this week, but honestly, who knows with how uh, crazy, uh, crazy bad that team's been. And honestly, how bad a lot of the AFC South has been. Um, but yeah, give me the Texans to win in a few weeks, eventually over the Titans though. Um, they'll eventually get that win and they'll do it at home. Nice. Marshall, if, I, I don't know if I should even say anything to you right now, but but we'll go with you. What's the question? <laughs> who's who's going to win first, the Raiders or the Texans? Raiders. All right. They look fine. They're just 0-3. They're not like an awful 0-3 team, but Carr might kind of suck. Carr probably duped us into thinking he was like average or above average. He probably kind of sucks. <laughs> Okay, speaking of the Raiders still, how are they going to recover from their early woes? What do they got to do? What do they got to fix? Feed Adams the rock. And maybe give Samir White some touches. No, that's a biased take. They don't need that. Uh, Frankly, uh, Devonta Adams, uh, (laughs) Justin, maybe you like that take. Um, Devonta Adams needs to have a minimum of 12 to 15 targets per game, period. That's just how it is. That's how Aaron Rodgers played the game. That's how the Packers won any games that they ever won. Uh, and Derek Carr is maybe not good enough to feed the rock to others, especially when Renfro, one of the best route runners in the league, is no longer in. Okay, Justin. 
I agree. Devontae Adams needs more touches. I also do agree with your biased take that you took back. I think Zamir White needs more touches. I think Josh Jacobs is a washed individual. Um, I'm kind of done with him, honestly. Uh, but other than that, it really is Josh McDaniels and really poor great game script, which is what we've kind of feared on and off for a while. Um, is that McDaniels has been so scared to put himself in a head coaching role because he's actually kind of trash. Um, and I think we're seeing that to begin to be true. He should, this team should be doing much better. And they are a blue that embarrassing game against Arizona that they should have won. Um, honestly, if they can't get it right this week at home, and I mean, I understand it's a tough game. It's against the Broncos. Um, if they can't figure it out here, um, they're, they're doomed in my opinion. I mean, right now I don't have them making playoffs anymore. I think they've lost too many games already to compete in a, a, in a, a AFC conference where the Dolphins are 3-0 and right now, and I didn't have Dolphins making playoffs, I, I have to flip them at this point. There's no way around it. Kevin? Yeah, like, I, I don't think they recover in their division. The Raiders feel like a bunch of guys got together and said, let's just go play football together. Like, like the, the Raiders, the Raiders aren't, like, organized as a team. Like, their defense, I'm not going to say it's horrendous, but, like, it always breaks at the least opportune time. Case in point, the Cardinals game that you pointed out, Justin. Like, also, too, like, they don't establish themselves as, like, a strong team up front, like, on the O-line or in the run game. Like, there's times where it's, like, they don't control, like, time of possession. Like, there's things fundamentally as, like, a team where, like, I I, I feel like they they try to play, like, a Chuck offense kind of, like, we're just going to throw the ball all the time and, like, we're just going to heave it down the field. And it's, like, the way their O-line is and, like, how it can sometimes collapse on Derek Carr. It's like, well, I don't know if you have time to just like, I don't know, send Devontae Adams like 12, 20 yards down the field and just have him like go make a play. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like at this point, like they got to get back to basics. They got to like try to run the ball more. They got to try to do RPO stuff with Derek Carr and like get Devontae Adams more in intermediate stuff and feed him the ball where he's going to beat people with his size and speed. Like, the, the Raiders, I don't feel when I watch them that there's like a plan of what we're going to do and what we're good at. I just feel like it's like, all right, guys, go out, just make a play and just ball out. One, two, three, team. And then, all right, like, and then it's just people look around when like a, a guy gets beat back door or something. It's like, oh, I thought you had him. This, uh, um, this Raiders start shows why Tyreek is universally more valuable and kind of easily valuable than Devontae, even though Devontae is great you see how you can semi screw up using Devonte, right? It's like, he's still that good, but like, they're not like using him. You know, I, I just think it's so much easier to like use Tyreek, you know, McDaniels is a first year coach. Like he figured it out pretty quickly, you know? And if you're not using Tyreek, like he adds extra value. Like, I don't know why, like you would get Devonte and then like not funnel him the targets the same way. But I guess that kind of goes back to, you know, Derek Carr is probably not as good as Aaron Rodgers. He could be. He could be. Uh, not not this year, that's for sure. Okay, Russell Wilson, certainly not good uh, as of right now. Is he cooked? Should he, as Eli Manning said, should the kicker have been paid more or with his same contract relative to him? Uh, what's going on with Russ? What's going oh, on with the Broncos? Yeah, he did. He said it on the the live broadcast on ESPN. Oh wow! Well, yeah, he's like maybe the kicker should have been paid the the two hundred and forty million or whatever the hell it was. 
The uh, the putzer, the putzer, my bad. My bad. Way more <laughs> valuable, of course, right? With how many um, putts he did? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Russell Wilson apparently responded uh this afternoon, but I didn't see it. Justin, did you did you see it? What was it? Yeah, I think he basically said something around along the lines is that like Eli never beat him during his career. So like Ooh. why is he talking? Awk. Awkward. 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 <laughs> uh anyway, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Kev, I get you. I get you. Okay. Super Bowls and also two those giant teams suck. Like I I like okay, like it's the ultimate team sport. And by the time Russell Wilson's teams were good, the giants sucked. Like, like the next year after they went eight and eight. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like well, speaking we, of, of Russell Wilson's teams, can they get any better? Is there something wrong with them? I think they might be screwed. I uh, will put it that way. I think they're screwed. I think Russ took the money, got a little confused, doesn't know how to breathe in the high mile high air. And they're chalked. They're definitely chalked. And for some reason, Judy, not really as good as I thought he, I don't know what's going on. The guy can't run very many routes as efficiently as he used to, especially in college uh, injuries. Hurt. Yeah, no, no. I know injuries are bad. Injuries are bad, but like their, their whole core wide receiver core is really just uh, mediocre as of right now. So I, at this point, I don't see them winning more than eight. Justin. As someone who has invested in Russell Wilson's stock in multiple fantasy leagues, uh, I'm pretty shocked and appalled to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I have no idea what to think of like what's going on with him considering he's known as like the first four weeks of the season guy. Like he's known of every season, the first four weeks you're like, Oh my God, is Russell Wilson going to win MVP this season? And then he dies off the rest of the season. Um, So now he's started dead. How do you go down from here? Where is he going to go next? Um, So I'm nervous, but I am let's ride, man. Uh, I still think Stupid. that the Broncos are a Stupid. playoff team. Um, I think Russ is still a top 10 quarterback. Um, I just mm-hmm. think he has to figure it out and adjust to his guys a bit more. Um, and honestly, I would love to see Javante Williams get more touches. I'm shocked by the lack of touches he's getting right now, especially in this past week's game. I would have been funneling him the ball against San Francisco. Um, so I think you try to make the offense a bit more run heavy and a bit more run focused and then try to open up deep ball lanes. Um, Broncos don't really have a lot of deep ball wide receivers on that team. And they lost uh, quite a few wide receivers that were deep ball wide receivers in the preseason um, due to all those IR injuries. But overall, you, you got to get a deep ball out there once in a while. You got to get Russ moving his legs a bit more. You got to get the running backs moving their legs a bit more. It, you just can't look to Russell Wilson to be the star focus of that team because there's so many other weapons that can help Russ succeed. Kev. Yeah, this season, even though their record, I'm not going to say is like hot garbage, the Broncos or they have a good record. They're two and one. This is shaping up to be the season from hell for the Broncos. (laughs) Like your team has not topped out 20 points. You have been playing giants level offense like Daniel Jones era Giants level offense with Russell Wilson at quarterback. And you have Jerry Judy and you have Cortland Sutton. That is inexcusable. And you're also looking at a situation where you hired a head coach. You got from the Green Bay Packers. He was the QB coach of Aaron Rodgers. You brought him on and then you trade for a totally different guy. And Russell Wilson. Now that doesn't ultimately come down to coaching, but this doesn't feel like a coherent team, like Hackett at times, like you saw in the Seattle game, like questions with the kicker questions of not calling timeout. You question like if Hackett has game management stuff under his belt and then Russell Wilson looks absolutely cooked. 
Like Russell Wilson should be scoring more than 20 points a game with those receivers and that running game and that old line, but he doesn't place the ball accurately. And, and if he can't run, he doesn't have the ability to run anymore. He's not an elite enough thrower with the football to make up for it. Like Aaron Rodgers has Dan Marino's arm with wheels. Like Russell Wilson has a good arm, but like he, he does, if his wheels are gone, like he's not, he, he's not elite anymore. And, you know, like, it's funny, like him chirping at Eli. It's like, it's like, dude, like Eli Manning, like Eli Manning, you could argue was like the best player on those Super Bowl teams. Like Eli Manning balled out in those Super Bowls. Like Russell Wilson did like, like the, the thing with Russ was like, he was considered like a game manager for those Super Bowls. So it's not like Russell Wilson peaked after those Super Bowl teams where then he was getting the MVP credit. But like, as of right now, like, I'd put Kirk Cousins ahead of Russell Wilson right now, man. Tough, tough. Hey, yeah, go get after him. And I like your defensive Eli. Very, very respectable. Well, it's just funny, dude, because it's like, it's like, dude, you're so close to Eli Manning. Like, you're, you're like a guy who, like, people are like, yeah, he was good, but like, how good was he? Sure. It's like you're in that camp too, kind of, bro. (laughs) And Marshall. So said before on the um. The previous quarterback ranking show with Russell. He's a guy that, at least then I said, he's a guy who I don't necessarily want as my quarterback, but I also don't necessarily like want to play him if I'm a D coordinator. He's showing like through the first few weeks that that might not necessarily be true. He might be a guy that you're now okay with playing. Not, damn it, we have to play Russ. And if that's the case, he's probably closer to league average than you think. He's probably still a little better than that. Um, But, like, I do think he'll self-correct a little bit. Like, I I think he knows, like, too much ball to kind of, like, not do that. It's a miracle that they're 2-1. and I know, like, they played the Texans. The fact that they won that game, I feel like we're not somehow talking about that enough. I had to just stand up from that that Sunday night, you know, from that Sunday night game against San Francisco and just say – that was a garbage football game. And not like, a, oh, they didn't score because they didn't score or anything like that. That was such a sloppy game. And that's yeah. not week one. It's week three. Like, Jimmy deserves a ton of heat for that. Um, you know, Shanahan deserves heat for that. Russell deserves heat for that. He still somehow won. You know, it helps that he won by a point and, you know, you know Jimmy ran out of the back of his end zone. But, like, Again, we're like freaking out sort of about them. They're still two and one, like at the end of the day. He'll be fine, but I think the biggest thing that you're seeing is like go this game always sticks out with me. And I was talking about Joe Bertolami with this like a while ago. Go watch the Texans Seattle game. The that barn burner between Deshaun Watson. Uh the twenty seventeen Seattle Seahawks Houston Texans game. Just go watch a few plays of it and just Russell running around. He looks like a different athlete back then, you know, and that's five years ago. You know, that's, he's not that level of guy. And I think like if you, sometimes you just need to watch a game from a few years ago to be like, okay, what were you? You can do it with Wentz, you know, and and the drop-off is not that dramatic to where it's like Wentz level. Wentz is just a different player now. But like with Russ, it's like you, you see some little signs of decay. Yeah. Okay. It feels, oh, yeah. It, go on. Go on. No, it just feels a bit like 
I mean, when you think about who 2017 Russ is versus who now Russ is, I mean, we talk about taking the money and running a bit and kind of just like playing for your money at this point. But I mean, back then he was a gritty guy who was drafted in the third round and beat out Matt Flynn for a starting job. And now like he's all of a sudden this big bucks quarterback. And, you know, to Marshall's point, he was saying how, he wouldn't necessarily want Russ as his quarterback, but he, he scared the face Russ and his opinions kind of changed on that. I'm still scared the face for us. And I would still be happy to have Russ as my quarterback. Just not at the price point. I, he just doesn't have anything. He has all to gain and everything to lose at this point. So he's so cautious all of a sudden, and he's never played with this much money under his belt. Um, and I think that's really the difference you see between like a 2017 Russ and now is that he has his money. He doesn't have the grit he needed to play back then. He wasn't a first rounder who needed to just do his stuff and was already getting paid from the get-go. His whole circumstance from where he was when he's drafted to now has changed. And that's what we kind of see with those later round quarterbacks. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's still pretty consistent in where he was, but at one point he was complete baller. Now he got more money. He's a bit, he's a bit more rubbish at this point. Not rubbish, but like average at this point. Derek Carr gets a bunch of money. All of a sudden, he's a bit closer to the average norm. I mean, it's just these players who weren't first-rounders kind of showing why they weren't first-rounders and that they just don't have the mentality to be in the league this long and play at this high a level once their money is already given to them. They're just not playing for anything like they used to. They've lost their will that they've played on for so long to succeed. They've, they've just lost a reason to play because they were playing to earn their spot in the league and now they just don't have to do that yeah kept the one thing i will just say too about his game is like beyond the accuracy he holds the ball like so long when he's playing qb like once it snaps like he's holding the ball like maybe six seven seconds before he's letting it out and maybe that can work when you're aaron Rodgers and you got wheels and you could scramble for a first but like he doesn't have the wheels anymore so like if if the press is coming or the blitz is coming He's just going to get sacked because he can't run away from people and he can't get the ball out in time or he's holding it too long. So like if you're Denver, like if you're the coaches, you got to tell Russ to get the ball out quicker. Like you got to do shorter yardage stuff before you try to do big play stuff. Like he's not getting the ball out quick enough, man. All right. It's time for the picks of the week. College football first, followed by the NFL. And uh, Justin right now is going to break out his, Rinky dinky uh, notepad, I suppose, with uh, rankings. And Justin, I got to ask, do you have rankings as well for college football? I do. Uh, I'll give you the college football ones now and the NFL ones later. And by the way, it's not a notepad, it's an iPad. Thank you very much, Matthew James Forcino, for his iPad intelligence. Um, my apologies to the uh, the Intel world. I will say uh, your your boy now has an iPhone 12 mini, so I'm a part of the technology world. Isn't that exciting? I might jump off a bridge. Andrew White has a newer phone than me. My life Ooh. has ended. <laughs> How about that? And you started me up with your uh, success a while back, or seven, whatever the hell it was. It was a seven, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Good but, vibes. Um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, our uh, college ranks right now. So uh, this past week, I did have the best record at nine and two. Um, but overall, Andrew, you're still the leader right now. You have a 77% uh, success rate right now. So you're kind of leading the pack. Uh, I have a 74% success rate. 
Kev has a 71% success rate. We're all saying the 70s. Marshall's a bit lower at 65%. And Liv, with her first week up, did we lose Kev? No, no, I think he, I think oh, he just he ran away for a sec. Oh, gotcha. And then, you know, Marshall with a 65%. And Liv sitting at the bottom in college football right now with a 64%. But all still, hey, above 50%, we take those better than Sam, who's at 20% still. <laughs> uh, the poor guy was really just just in a in a clinic out there. Okay, college football week five picks. We're gonna mow through these. Michigan at Iowa. Currently, Michigan is minus eleven on the spread. Uh, four versus unranked. I'm gonna go Michigan. Justin, Michigan. Uh, let's see if Marshall's around. Marshall, Michigan. There you go, Kevin. Let's see if he's around, Kevin. Kevin's not around. By the way, welcome, Olivia. Uh, and uh, don't don't say anything else because Justin has to give away the stuff later. So don't toot your own horn right away. Uh, and pick Michigan or Iowa. Michigan. And I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> I was just I was just making sure we didn't have a dilemma here. That's all. Um, we're going to continue until I see Kevin's face. Okay. Uh, Kentucky at, oh, oh, there, there he is. Go. <laughs> he moved, he moved, he's back. Okay, Kevin, Michigan or Iowa? Um, I'm going Michigan. My, my computer is kind of fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm low on battery. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, <laughs> fucking on the fritz. Concerned. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, okay, Kentucky at Ole Miss, seven versus 14, perhaps the game of the week. Uh, uh, Mississippi is seven-point favorites, ironically, but I got Kentucky. Justin. You know, very rare I take that on an away team in a college football matchup, especially two ranked teams, but I'm taking Kentucky as well. Marshall. Giving the CT boys some love. We're going with Kentucky here. Uh, Olivia. Kentucky. And Kevin. Yeah, I'm just going to go Kentucky. I didn't hear the question, but I'm, I'm going to go Kentucky. I can't fix my goddamn computer. Uh, Oklahoma at TC to the U. Um, the Horned Frogs. I'm going to – we're doing it. Oklahoma's going to lose again. TCU, Justin. I think TCU covers, but I'm still taking Oklahoma. Uh, Marshall. This one's a hard one for me. I'm going Oklahoma. I'm sticking with Venables. Olivia. Oklahoma. Kevin. Boomer sooner. <laughs> uh, Purdue at Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to go with Purdue on this one, Justin. I'm taking Minnesota, but once again, I, I do think Purdue covers this as well. Uh, Marshall. Going Minnesota here. Olivia. Minnesota. Kevin. Oh, Minnesota, eh? I'm going to go Minnesota. Texas Tech at Kansas State. Texas Tech. Justin. Another one. I think TCU covers, but I'm taking Kansas State. Marshall. Kansas State. Olivia. Texas Tech. Kevin. I'm going to go Texas Tech. Okay, Oregon State at Utah. Give me Utah. Justin. I am also taking Utah, that I, though I love what Oregon State's doing with their program. Marshall. Oregon State should have beat uh, USC last week. I think that let down. I, I, I don't see them winning this week. Olivia. 
Utah. Kevin. I'm going to go Utah too. Alabama at Arkansas, another potential game of the week at Arkansas. Give me Bama, though. Justin. Bama. Marshall. Roll Tide. Uh, Olivia. I was going to say Roll Tide, and you took my line. Well, you took Nick Chubb for me, so. My best player. (laughs) Alabama's actually my line. I went there. Roll Tide. All right, you know what? Let's uh, everybody relax. Okay, you we, got, we don't need to everywhere. Nobody's well, claim you went to Alabama. No. Well, none of us like the state. Okay, outside of you, being yeah. in it. Bring Porcino on. Uh, Kevin. I didn't say anything about bad. Anything bad about Alabama? Yeah, you did. So. Yeah, you did. No, I, I didn't say anything. You're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say. Yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. I, I just criticized Russell Wilson in football. That's all I did tonight. Um, pick one. Bama. No, Bama. All right. Uh, Oklahoma State. A few more here. Four more. Oklahoma State at Baylor. Baylor. Justin. Baylor. Marshall. Got to go with Baylor. Olivia. Baylor. Kevin. Baylor. Okay. Um, Wake Forest at Florida State. Florida State's looking real freaking good. Real good. Florida State. Justin. I'm also taking Florida State here. Uh, Marshall. feel a little weird about this. We're going to go Florida State. Uh, Olivia. Wake Forest. Kevin. FSU. <laughs> um, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Texas A&M. Justin. It's kind of wild to me that Texas A&M is underdogs in this game. I'm taking Texas A&M. Marshall. Home with A&M. Olivia. Mm, I don't know why. Mississippi? Go for it. Uh, Kevin. Going A&M. Okay, and finally, NC State at Clemson. Justin wants it. I think we all want it, but I can't quite give it. Clemson. Justin. Yeah, I thought NC State was going to be a lot better this season than they ended up being. I had to go Clemson as well. Marshall. I also have to kind of take the chalk route and go Clemson. Olivia. Clemson. And Kevin. I'm going to go Clemson. Dabo dabs on NC State. Okay, here it is. Rapid fire, the NFL week four predictions. Now, Justin can provide the records, and then I suppose uh, Olivia could say whatever she wants. Uh, Justin. Yeah, top dog this week. Give her her chain. Um, Being a dog, that makes her uh, be rest of the name there kind of thing. But Liv Halley, 13-3 and this week. 81% 81% correct. Crazy. Um, does make her top dog right now. Uh, but she's on here to try to repeat her magic or ruin it forever for everyone. Um, mm. That is a risk she has chosen to take by showing up this evening. Um, next up, Marshall, 66% right now. Uh, me and Whitey are actually exactly tied through three weeks at 56%. And Kev sitting below the Mendoza line at 48% right now. <laughs> I like that. That's a good, that's a good, Kev, Kev definitely loves that. I'm sure Kev is the type 
to love that. Right, Kev? I, I love that little inside baseball reference right there. I love it. There you go. Okay. And before we start, uh, Olivia, do you have something to say? I know you've probably been holding in a lot of egotistical remarks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know, including all the fans of the podcast, that as I said, I don't know much, but I'm really good at this. So, you know, do what you want with that. But uh, I'm going to not ruin my record. I'm going to make it even better, I think, Justin. So let's do it. You want to make a bet on that? Yeah, let's go. I actually like betting. Don't entice me. <laughs> okay, 10 bucks. You have a lower percentage than you did the previous week. Fine. 15, I stay the same. You can Venmo that? All right. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 15 what? What was the last part? You. St- oh, oh, I see. Stay the same. Understood. Okay. This seems like a horrible idea. <laughs> bad bet. Um, I'm pretty sure I just got the easiest bet of my life. But yeah. Could <laughs> be fine. Uh, well... <laughs> Hopefully virtual shake on it's don't really exist. Okay, Thursday, that is tomorrow uh, of recording. We're going to bang right through these. Dolphins, Bengals. Bengals are currently minus four. We got Dolphins. Justin. Cincy. Marshall. Bengals. Olivia. Bengals. Kevin. Bungles. Uh, Jets, Steelers. Steelers are minus three. Steelers. Justin. I'm taking Pitt. Marshall. I'm also going Steelers. Olivia. Steelers. Kevin. I want to go Jets, but Steelers. Steelers at home. Uh, Vikings, Saints. Vikings minus two and a half favorites. Saints pull it off at home. Justin. I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, Marshall. Oh, awesome. You said at home. They're in London. <laughs> oh, JK, Rafflecopter. It, uh, ESPN has them on the bottom, I just assumed. But you're right. They are crossing an ocean. Um. Still going Saints. Marshall. Uh, somehow feel like this favors the Vikings. So are you, so are you picking the Vikings? Yes. Okay, Olivia. Vikings. Kevin. It technically doesn't count as a primetime game, right? I, I suppose not. For the Europeans, it is. Okay, but if, it, but if it's not technically American primetime, it's just European primetime, then I'm going to go Vikings. I'm like, Good it's got to sell more tickets than most games. <laughs> I mean, because uh, the thing is, that there's not like pressure with an NFL game in Europe. It's just like an exhibition game for the Europeans. Like, Outside of the fact that they go nuts. They have like soccer chants and such. They're kind of crazy. How many of them, though, are like Americans, though? Like, in <laughs> play the games? Like, I, like, I don't know. I feel like the Europeans, like they're going to like some indie coffee shop with like, you know, a scarf. And I don't know, some wearing some like fancy like work workmen or casual shoes or something. No, it's not really like that on Sundays around there. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Uh, Browns, Falcons. Uh, Browns are minus one and a half. Falcons. Justin. Cleveland. Marshall. Cleveland. Olivia. Browns. And Kevin. I got the Browns. They're going bird hunting. Commanders, Cowboys. Picks up the slack here. Commanders come back, finish it off. Justin. Give me Carson, Washington. Marshall. We're going with the fighting Carson Wentz, says Olivia. Commanders. Uh, Kevin. Commanders win the game. They say command that. Oh, God, help us all. Okay, uh, Seahawks. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seahawks, Lions, uh, Lions at home, minus four Lions. Justin. Detroit. Marshall. Lions. Olivia. Lions. Kevin. Lions. Titans, Colts. Colts, 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Make them 2-1-1. One, one. Colts, Justin. Colts. Marshall. Colts, hate the Titans. Olivia. Colts again. Kevin. Colts. <laughs> Bears, Giants. Giants by a billion. Justin. I'm also taking the Giants. Marshall. I think Martindale's kind of a hard matchup for Fields. Might confuse him. So Giants. Olivia. Giants. Kevin. Giants? Like, okay. Uh, Jaguars, Eagles. I'm going to do it. Jaguars. Justin. I have a feeling who Liv picks here. Uh, I, I have the Eagles ran down. I am taking the Eagles. Marshall. I'm picking the Eagles, but I do like the Jags side here. Olivia. Why do you think you know what I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Jags because Jags. <laughs> I was just going to say Jaguars because I think I picked them last week. But yeah, go Jag. <laughs> uh, Kevin. We're going uh, Jaguars. Bills, Ravens. Bills are currently minus three. Bills, Justin. Bills. Marshall. Buffalo. Olivia. Ravens. Kevin. I'm going to go Ravens at home. Let's go, Kev. Yeah, you are. We're bringing your stats up. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, Cardinals, Panthers. Oh, man. Both these teams not looking too hot. Uh, Cardinals, though. Uh, Justin. Arizona. Marshall. I feel like we got to go Cardinals. Olivia. Panthers. Ooh. And Kevin. Cardinals. Uh, Patriots. <laughs> Stupid. Patriots, Packers. Uh, Packers minus nine and a half. Uh, Mac Jones is out for uh, many weeks. This is probably why I got Packers. Justin. Packers, lock of the week. Marshall. Packers. New England's pretty slow up the middle. And worse overall. This is a big one. <laughs> Olivia. Packers. Justin. Whoa, sorry. Packers. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Packers. Give us a sharp cheddar cheese. Uh, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, Raiders are at minus two and a half. Do they win? Do they win their first game against Russ and friends? They do. Raiders. Just Raiders. Marshall or your ceiling, whatever it is. Uh, Raiders. Olivia. Hmm. Broncos. Kevin. Raiders. These two teams might be in the running for most disappointing teams so far to start. Chiefs, Buccaneers. The Chiefs are at minus one. Oh, boy. This is going to be toughy. Toughy, 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 toughy Chiefs. Justin. I'm taking the Bucs. Marshall. 
Dude, I don't have a good. I don't have a good feeling about this one. What? I gotta go. What? You no, made uh, quite you just, a like, noise. Mode. Um, yeah. You're, camera I off. I was like, camera off too makes it so much more concerning. I was like, Marshall. It's like Marshall. Like, uh, I think it's the chair. <laughs> Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes really got uh, Marshall doing the only. Nah, there's no Josh Allen involved. That's what. Yeah, that's what he's the really... only thing that's missing is Josh Allen from this equation. <laughs> Oh man. Tampa? Flush mark? <sighs> Olivia. Threw me off. <laughs> yeah, you threw us all off. Uh, Kevin. I like the Chiefs. All right. Rams and 49ers for Monday night football. Ooh. Minus one and a half for the 49ers. Rams, though. I got the Rams. Justin. I am taking the 49ers, but you also missed the Chargers Texans game. Did I? What's the what's the spread? What's the spread? What's the spread? The spread? I think it's like five five and a half in the Chargers. Either way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to the Chargers because the Texans are a hot garbage, uh, as Kevin would say. Justin, uh, I'll take the Chargers for that one, and I took the 49ers for the other one. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, wait, yeah, I just went way too fast. Um, <laughs> 49ers, Rams, um, Marshall. Uh, 49ers, Olivia. Rams. Kevin. I'm going to go Rams. Okay. And Texans Chargers, finally. Chargers for me. Justin. Chargers. And Marshall. Oh, man. Texans? Wow. Got to go one hot take. Uh, Olivia. Chargers. Kevin. Chargers. Charge that! Oh my God, man, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's over two, man. Normally that's really? me. Normally on, that's Kev, me. Go, char- go charge your computer more like it. Let's- okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, for three. <laughs> what are we? That would have been good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, oh boy. Anyway, thank you. This, <laughs> this has been Q Hot Takes, September twenty eighth, ten thirty eight. Finishing the recording. My name is Andrew White. I've been alongside Justin Ellis, Kevin Slattery, Andrew Marshall. And Olivia Halley, the current winner of the NFL picks. It's a great day to be alive. Go dogs and uh, sweet dreams. Stay safe. Go Phillies. I hate you. Please win some games. I'm going to cry. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Great being on with you guys. Love you all. And uh, to everybody out there, you're loved. So thank you, everybody. It's beautiful. I try to be. Go Bills, Saquon to Buffalo, question mark? No. <laughs> I don't think there's that much buzz behind it. I just saw, uh, who was it? I don't know, there was someone who said it. Bills block? No, it's, God, who was it? I'll find it. Go Giants, go Boston for every other sport. What a Love weirdo. you, boys. What a weirdo. Okay. He goes to uh, Yak for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I eat Boston cream donuts because I know what they fucking are. Ooh, they're, they're, on this, right? they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're, uh, they're gross, to say the least. 
Uh, and to answer your question, if it's like a few times, I let it go. Otherwise, I bleep it out. But Kevin had a tantrum earlier, so I might be bleeping these ones. We get demonetized. Um, yeah, you so can leave fine. mine in. Well, yeah, fine. thanks for asking afterwards. Look, that's so really, it's tantrum? really appropriate. What did I say? Um, what did I, say? I keep a PG. No, you don't. Uh, Not today. No, what he's, <laughs> what he's gonna oh, have to bleep out. Everyone. Well, that was Let's different. The recording. Goodbye. I'm hanging up. Good night.